Episode 15. I'm your OG, Ryan Yates. The young OG. The young OG. I am. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm that middle child, that middle brother, as uh <laughs> as JJ Cole would say. I'm in between both generations right now. So, you know, I'm with my double OG, triple OG, you know, the guy himself, you know, OG Juan. <laughs> <laughs> OGs at JK, uh, <laughs> Julian King, um, Jules the Jeweler, you know, JK did that. <laughs> my guy, my OG, my old, old high school coach, my mentor, um, you know, Ace Boone. How are you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm good. You forgot to mention the key phrase, man. No, I wasn't done yet. You know what I'm saying? You just asked me how I'm feeling, so that means you're done, right? No, no, no. I was going to bring it back. So go ahead and drop the key phrase then. The key phrase. Business partner, man. Yeah. Conducting business in a foreign land in a pandemic. Yes. See, I was about to plug plug the the whole business. So, (laughs) you know, as OG said, we are here live and direct. That's the old. That's the old school call out. Oh, you remember I did that? Change on the sound. Yes, I was like live and direct. You know, from the United Arab Emirates, um, our new home. <laughs> Thank you, because this is a beautiful place. We're here in Dubai. Um, as our OG said, we're business partners now. Um, we are here running and building a basketball brand. Um, you know, on the court and off the court called Hoop Mountain Dubai. Um, it's Hoop Mountain DXB on Instagram and Hoop Mountain AE online. If you're looking for us, you can find us. We ain't hard to find. We ain't going nowhere. We're here. Um, you know, it's great. As you guys, for our first time listeners, um, this is my OG. He was my high school coach. 15, I don't want to say no number. It was it was over a decade ago. He was my high school coach. Um, we've been locked in ever since, like a father figure. Um, you know, now we're more the friend nature, but still OG. Um, 15 years, you can imagine what that relationship is like. You know, we go from player coach to mentor. Now we're in a business together. We kind of detailed our lives overseas. Um, this is my first time being out of the country and I'm here living, going on almost two years straight, being away from home. My OG, this is probably country number 15. <laughs> you know, he he played 10 years professionally overseas. So, 
you know, we just come here, you know, just to kick it, talk some game a little bit, kind of give more of an honest opinion on basketball. Um, you know, we're a little bit more qualified than a lot of people you do here talk. We want to be modest, but we want to keep it real, too. And then we just talk about what we feel like talking about sometimes. Um, but before we jump into that, OG, we get we always do our mental health checks, you know, as as full time business owners and entrepreneurs internationally and one with no no family around, um, completely new surroundings. So even some of our vices we would have at home aren't really the same here. You know, we always got to check in on each other. So mentally, how are we feeling? What's- I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's it's that time of the week where we get a chance to to breathe a little bit, not much, <laughs> but a little bit. You know, where we can kind of like put everything aside and focus on ourselves. So I'm always excited about that and and getting a chance to to talk about basketball and some of the other things that are going on in the world. This is my moment right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like an audio journal, right? Like we get to just go ahead and reflect and let everything out. Um, you know, physically, you feeling all right? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm slowly getting back in shape. Yeah. You know, and it's showing every Saturday. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, even though I'm almost fifty, I can still still euro and pitch out the <laughs> and I can get my shot off at any point in time. So just you know, yeah. don't be fooled by the age. Yeah, listen, listen for for new listeners, you know, I always check in on OG to see if he's keeping up with his, you know, his his physical work because. Like I say, he's a pro. So, you know, that type of, if you're a pro of anybody that aspired to be a pro, you know the type of sacrifices you made. And then you know what you kind of got accustomed to as far as being in shape and feeling good physically. So, you know, these days he does, as I always call him, the donut bandit. You know, he does have a bit of a sweet tooth that he jumps in and out of, but we still make sure, he still makes sure he gets his work in. I get my work. Yeah, and we and we play, you know. Like I said, 15 years I've been around this guy, so it's been a lot of times where I've been on the other side of some L's. But as of late, <laughs> you know, the, the table's turned. The table's turned, but the OG getting back into it, though. That's good, man. I'm feeling all right myself. You know, the weather here is magnificent, marvelous. <laughs> Anytime you're feeling down, overwhelmed, <laughs> just take a step on the balcony. Hey, man, how about we got a balcony now? Yes. <laughs> well, we had a balcony before, but we have an iconic view. Yo, Tell yeah. everybody about one of the um, iconic yes. structures yeah. here in Dubai that we see every day. We we have a direct view to the Burj Al um, one of the most beautiful pieces of uh, architecture in, in this um, country, in the world, really. Every night, the entire building is illuminated with lights. Um, I think just recently it was all red because the Arabs have gone to Mars. Yep. Um, a, space, a space mission that I believe Sheikh Zayed had, and they followed through for his dream, um, and they made it happen. So we get to see that every night. Um and man, when we get the detail, we have some new things coming with the pod in the next couple of weeks because we think that you guys love us a little bit. You're listening, um, so we're gonna take it to a little to a new level. But we'll detail some of the the humble beginnings that we've had in the midst of of this business venture. But yeah, as you said, coach, you step outside and it's winter time, and it's between seventy five and eighty every day. The sun is shining. I'm getting the vitamin D I need for my skin and my mood. 
Like it's spectacular. Um, physically feeling good too. Um, you know, my birthday's at the end of the month. I know. This is so, like the fifth time you told me in a 24 hour period. I know. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's serious, man. On, man. I'm getting, I'm at the end. <laughs> I'm at the end of that point to where I'm like, yo, okay. The, the, those two O's is done. Those two O's is done. I ain't 30 so, yet, but I'm getting close to it. You're at the end. I, what am I? Man, listen, I'm talking about the end of a decade. You know, I'm getting into that to a certain number series. But again, I'm feeling good, feeling healthy. Um, you know, I, I think we got good, I think we got a good barber now. And you, anybody knows black men, period. You know the the relationship we have with our barbers. You know, that's like our therapist. You know, I've had the same barber for like over 15 years, like the same one, no changing, nothing. Even in college, I drive two hours to get a haircut from my barber before I got one in the college town. So out here, I've been struggling to find a good fade. I ain't had a good temp fade or fade. And like, I might have one <laughs> and then he ended up leaving, you know? So now I think I, I think we got one. Uh, we, we'll see if he's sticking around, hopefully. Um, so I'm feeling good. But let's get into some of this. Well, we in like 10 minutes in. Yep. We're like 10 minutes yep. in. What's, what the time at? Well, first of all, let me shout out E. E Boogie. I don't even know if I can give him a nickname. And to be honest, I got a whole list of things I need to holler at Ethan about. But I'm going to wait till he hear, he's here in person. I got to wait till he's here in person. But our guy Ethan is, is with us via Zoom tonight doing his thing. Um, as I say, the best animator in, in Dubai, in the UAE, and he's just getting started. If you guys haven't seen anything, go to our Instagram and check it out. He's killing it. Sometimes I got to throw a book at him to let him know it's okay. We can figure it out and keep pushing, but he's, he's knocking it out of there. Um, so shout out to Ethan. Healthy. Whole family's healthy. Yep. You know, so thank God for that. You know, we, we shout out Ethan, which is well-deserved, and... Um... A couple of things with Ethan. Let's make sure that going forward, Ethan, when we're uh, in the gym, you get your outside voice, man. Oh, yeah. Speaking with some bass. Yeah, saying with your chest. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we need that. And shout out to Jello. Yeah, hey, Jello. Jello. Not, not, we're not talking about LeVar, son. <laughs> <laughs> talking about our, uh, our Filipino brother, Angelo. Um, a brother, yeah, yeah, who's been looking out and and been a great, great asset to the company. It's dope, Jello. You know, talk about the basketball stuff, but you know why Angelo is clutch? No. Those buffets he always oh, put man. us on to. Always, <laughs> always putting us here with the spot, man. You know that's a that's a special place. The person, look, you talk about different people in your life that you got around acquaintances or whatever. But I got a special spot in my heart for a guy, a girl, any friend that puts me on to fire food spots. If you do that, that's real love. Right. That's real, right. man. Right. I'm going to stick that out. And we can talk basketball. Man. That's me. You know, I, I can talk sneakers with Angelo. Yes. yes, I can talk sneakers. I can talk hoops. And we can go back and forth with it. As and Jello got game. Yeah, he can book you a little bit. He yeah. got game. So, you know, he's definitely got a spot with us for sure. Yeah, man. So, shout out to our guys, man. We don't have a big team, but we got a team. We got the right team. Yeah. So, and that's always important, picking the right team. So, shout out to our guys, man. Um, but let's get into a little bit of basketball talk. You know, I'm going to say this next statement 
for as long as I have to until Rich Paul or somebody hits me. And, you know, I know it's not going to happen no time soon, but get Anthony Edwards out of Minnesota. Man. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I, I warned you about Minnesota. Yes. You, but he's he just got there. Yeah, he got us. So I know. He's okay. He's, he's okay. okay. He's okay. Now, if he's there more than two years, two years, yeah. he needs help. He needs to wave the white flag then. He's okay for now, though. I know, I know, I know it's good now, but I got to, I want to be proactive. So when we start the, the uh, protest, it ain't coming out of shot. Let's say, right, the latest thing is Malik Beasley, right? He's a, he's a guy who got traded from Denver, or he might have just signed from Denver to uh, Minnesota. Um, he was a key piece of the Denver bench, right? He's been in the tabloids recently for being with um, Scottie Pippen's wife. Yeah. Right, or you remember Larissa? Larissa. <laughs> but that was, you know, with him already having a family and a wife, all those little things. So recently, um, maybe hold on, let me pick up the exact thing because um, I believe I want to say this correctly because when I saw it, I was like, "Yo, what is what's what's going on here? Am I am I reading things? Am I tripping?" <laughs> um, let me see. It says that Malik Beasley has been put on, has been arrested. Mm. Right? Oh, I'm getting all these different things. Well, he got arrested for, I guess, having an assault weapon outside of his home. Mm. Right? Mm. So he's on a 120K bond i believe <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying this ain't the environment right like that that right there is confusing to me that ain't where i want my youngster to be around um i don't know man it's again we talked about and this goes into a whole different topic of why nba players flex their muscle oh i found it i found the exact thing it says that um, Malik Beasley ordered to serve 120 days in jail after pulling out an assault rifle on a family outside of his home. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, whatever that news is, whatever it may, may have been warranted, may have not been, but I'm just, we talked about organizations and teams and, and those places being vital for young kids. Um, future and minnesota ain't got nothing that's all together at all um and this isn't his first time so he was he was facing felony controlled substance narcotics and felony receiving concealing stolen property charges before as well so it's, it's just tough man putting a kid like that there he was you know one thing that may happen is you know now edwards can get the keys to the car and get more minutes. Oh. Yeah, but true, but doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Very few players are good enough to win despite the franchise's downfall. Yeah, that's just we all know. We were talking about uh, LeBron, yeah. bad ownership, bad yeah. management, and he won in spite of them. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. Man, get him out of there, man. That young, that young dude's a star. Because right now in the rookie of the year race. It's a two-person race. 
It's, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton from Sacramento. And that boy in Charlotte. And that boy in Charlotte. And, you know, that's what we're going to next. The Mellow. <laughs> mellow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I let you start this one off because you know how I feel about the ball. Oh, you, you said it from day one. You had faith in him, you know, and uh, I didn't start really, really thinking he could come into the league right away and, and balling out until I saw him do it here in Australia. And he didn't do it here in Australia with the powerhouse team. His, <laughs> his team was struggling. And, you know, to see him go out there some nights, get a bunch of buckets when they needed it, and other nights be a facilitator, that showed a lot of maturity in his game. Mm-hmm. And that's saying a lot considering he didn't have a traditional path as some of the other players. Yeah, and he's finally starting now. Oh yeah, yeah. we okay. talked. We talked about that. Um, like James Wiseman, Edwards, and and uh, and Melo weren't starting, but he's finally starting. He's had a thirty-four point game, you know, against the Bucks at that. He had a triple double here the other night. He had like twenty-four and ten. And I sent you a, a clip of him against the Wizards, and you were like, <laughs> "Man, who's letting him dance out there like that?" <laughs> right? And he's like, "Of course, it's the Wizards." But that's the that's the biggest thing for me. The confidence, right? The confidence and the swagger on on top of him having the skill. He's one of the best ball handlers. And ball handling has levels. You know, passing is a part of that ball handling. When you can pass off the dribble with one hand on either hand, whether it's a lob, full-court pass, a full-court balance pass, and put it right on the money – that puts you at a high level ball handling. Only Chris Paul and a couple of other people can really move it like that. Right, right. He's got a combination of skill, mm-hmm. size, and he's deceptively strong. Yeah. You know, he's deceptively strong. You know, he can get pushed around a little bit when you get up under him, but he holds his own pretty well. And his just his swag is through the roof. Yeah. Like, it's just through the roof. He knows if you come down and go at him, if his coach doesn't call his number the next time, he'll catch you at some point during the game, and he's gonna, he's gonna come at you again. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, come on, man! You played in Eastern Europe at 16, 17, so like, hey, there's yeah. nothing you haven't seen. You've been famous since you was in ninth grade. <laughs> People have been following you around and, and making things work. So, like I said, that's that's my guy. I told my bros, don't be surprised that if. You know, when things clear up in June or something, you see me in the Maldives, Mykonos, <laughs> maybe Zanzibar in Tanzania or Mauritius with a mellow jersey on a boat or the Zanzibar, beach. Zanzibar, D.C.? Nah. Okay, okay, okay. I know that was still going. Okay, that's my time. Yo, he's showing his age, man. He's talking about, you know, it's Chocolate City. I said, I'm in there. Shout out to LaMelo, man. Keep pushing. I love to see it. And even even Lonzo been shooting the ball better and playing well, too. So, real solid pros, man. Melo rookie of the year. Before we wrap up, we're not going to talk too much NBA right now because, you know, All-Star is coming up. So there's going to be plenty to talk about. Um, you know, there is a bunch of net stuff to talk about and everything else. But, you know, that's repetitive. People hear plenty of that during the week with First Take and uh, and Uncle Uncle Shay Shay. You know, shout out to him. But LeBron, man, you know, I know at one time my boy hit me and said, yo, Yates, y'all talk about the GOATs, but I feel like y'all ain't giving Bron enough 
talk, and I always said, well, Bron still got time to write his book. He's still writing his book. Right? But LeBron really amazing. It's amazing. It's it, People don't really understand this unless you uh, you can kind of cover multiple uh, facets of the game. Thinking of the game as a player, and it doesn't mean you have to be a professional player, college player, high school player. You can be a, a guy who meets up at the Y every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. to hoop. That means if you get up there, that means you love the game. Absolutely. You know, so player, fan, coach, analyst, or whatever, you got to see and realize that LeBron's in a space that MJ was at, Dr. J was at, Kareem was at, Wilt was at, Kobe was at, Magic was at, Bird was at, where you've done something that not many others can do. And so we look for reasons to tear you down just to show that you're human. But these dudes ain't human. Right. And LeBron is that he's that guy currently that is not human. He's what we consider the football version of, you know, we talk about Tom Brady. They ain't human because they age differently than everybody else. They perform differently. They think differently. LeBron, what he's doing at age man, 36. Yeah, 36, going on 37 or something. With a million miles on those wheels. Man. That's saying a lot. Since 18. And if, if everybody, if you're a sneakerhead, you and I'm not a sneakerhead anymore, but I know I cannot walk around in my daily life or hoop in those LeBrons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will pull yeah. something. Yeah, them things heavy. Them things heavy. Yeah, they match his game, you know. <laughs> him, 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 Zion. Yeah, they uh, have shoes like that. Russ, Russ shoes too. They, they kind of like like work boots, like construction joints. Like they're gonna be serious. They gotta take that Brock. Yeah, they gotta take that breath. So, um, but that's that's something that we always gotta make sure we we chat about and um and keep let me make sure we hear and keep going with LeBron. Um, for those who don't really know, I am an avid, avid Laker fan. And because of that, I wasn't really feeling LeBron coming to uh, LA at first. It was hard, it was it was mixed feelings because I'm a Kobe guy, Laker guy, so I, I know what it means to be a Laker. It means championships. And I didn't know what LeBron was gonna have left in his tank. I didn't know what he was coming back with. I didn't know if he had intentions of just being um, in LA to, to get ready for his post-basketball career because in the NBA, if you wanna get ready for your post-basketball career, you're gonna make your move to LA, or you're going to make your move to New York somehow, some way, right? So you can make that stuff happen. Um, so he made that move, and I was like, man, I didn't know. Am I going to get the LeBron where am I going to get the LeBron where I know for sure he's going to be locked in and ready to go? But, man. Come on. You know LeBron coming to the Lakers with all those greats that yeah. have been there. You know he's gonna come there, yeah. and he said he was a Lakers fan. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he modeled his game after right. Magic. So come on, you know he's coming there to, to get one. I was just worried, so you know now I'm ready for him to go back to back. Um, so we'll see how that goes. All, the odds are stacked up against him, but again, that man is special. What's interesting too, though, is right now, um, you know, a lot of people and and Chuck and Shaq are 
are always talking about this, but a lot of people are talking about AD. Because AD isn't really, you know, as they would say, dominating, right? He's having good numbers, but he's not dominating to what they would like to see. They say he doesn't have that dog, right? I mean, we saw him dominate in the playoffs. We saw him get things done in the playoffs. I do think right now that, you know, that 71-day break that they had between finals and the bubble to start the season kind of slowing them up some. Yeah, a little bit. And you know better than me how you got to pace yourself over a long season like that. I think, you know, of our, of our, even during the playoffs last year, you and I talked about AD. And, mm-hmm. and even though he had a good defensive game one night and a, a statistical night offensively that other people would kill for, and I was saying that, no, they need him to do more because he's capable of doing more. And I think a lot of AD's success is because – LeBron pushes him and forces him to do certain things because he knows what he can do. And I think AD has always been that player that he's going to get, getting out of bed, he's going to get a double-double. That's just who he is. But has he really reached that point where he just knows that I can dominate every night and I should dominate every night? And LeBron is in a space where let me put. Let me keep LeBron on cruise control until we really need him. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if he's really reached that yet. And winning a championship for the first time, where now AD can point to other people and say, "What you got to say now?" Has that success? Has he fully? How can I say? It, um, has he overcome that moment? Because we know winning your first championship, it's a big hangover. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I think, I think part of it too, because you know he's also, um, you know, he got to take care of his body because yeah. he, you know, grew fast, grew, grew, fast. grew fast, and a lot of things changed. So um, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy with the lay, the lake show was managing him too. You know, we we sit him out times and we make sure that he's he's there for the long haul. So. I do appreciate that, um, but yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna keep an eye on that because I think I was I was calling for AD to be um, I was calling for AD to be MVP uh, mm-hmm. this year because I thought it was coming. Um, so we'll see. You know, Joel Embiid has something to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but it would be nice that. to see Embiid battling AD for it. though. Yeah, yeah. Right now it's Embiid and and Bron. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, but let's let's get into it. We talk basketball all the time, right? Yep. And one thing that we're doing here in the UAE, if you guys don't know, the UAE basketball culture is non-existent. There are basketball programs and people teaching basketball. But for you real hoopers, you understand that basketball is a culture. It's like hip-hop's a culture and just like, you know, the movie people, they love it. It's a culture around that as well. But basketball as a culture hasn't really been established at all. Right. So one one of the things that we try to continuously push to our kids is that basketball is a tool one and basketball can just help you in so many different ways in life. You know, there's always so many different lessons, uh, help you with some, you know, some personality things. It's different things. And then you can just look at it different. You don't have to be the best basketball player to enjoy basketball. Right. And, and that's what that's what coach means by culture. Mm-hmm. The culture can't be just the the talented players being involved in all the events yes. and being recognized. The culture is 
one group phasing out and a new group phasing in. Mm-hmm. It should all it should be a revolving door of players enjoying the game of basketball. Yeah. And we have yet to see that here. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to uh, inspire in the young, you know, young players, young, you know, men, women, that everybody can take part in this sport and um, and enjoy it and have fun yeah. and get better. And basketball is a huge community builder, right? When you can have a, a team that the whole community supports and they travel to go support and then another team that has that community there and then just building a sense of camaraderie around everybody. So with a country as young as you, the UAE, basketball can be instrumental in that growth. But let's start where some people fell in love with the game. Some people fell in love with the game of basketball through watching it. Some people liked it through watching it, but fell in love with it through a movie, right? You know, and some people fell in love with the game of basketball and the art through basketball, watching games. And then they saw a movie and was like, yo, I'm living life exactly like that, you know? <laughs> so when, what Coach and I had, we talked about earlier was getting together um, a top 10 list of basketball movies for us personally. Right. On our Hoop Mountain business page, we'll have a top 10 list that we put together, you know, collectively. But that'll be more of a G rated, you know, something for all the kids type stuff. But but for this list, for us on the pod, we're going to talk about, you know, us personally and where we go with it. So coach already has his 10, not in order yet, but just his 10 and a few honorable mentions. So. We'll start with with the OG, and then uh, we'll work through through my list. So we, let's start with your uh, let's start with your honorable mentions first, since okay. we no order for that. Okay. My my first, like I said, Coach said it's not in order. I'm just gonna name him. Oh. Uh huh. Oh. Yeah. And that was kind of like an an ode to an old play, you know. Basically, like Romeo and Juliet, somewhat. Okay. But it's a basketball version. Okay. With uh, what's my man named um, Makai Pfeiffer. Okay. And so you know it uh, and Julia Styles. Uh. And hold on. Hold yeah. On. Hold on. Don't tell. This sound like some uh some damn um, Save the Last Dance. No, no. Nah, <laughs> nah, this was uh, and I forgot Josh Harnett was it. Yes. There. Yes. And. Yeah. You know, these guys are on a prep school in South Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. And the, Josh Harnett plays on the team. Makai Fiverr plays on the team. Josh Harnett's dad is the coach. And he's he's a um, well-respected actor. I forgot his name. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. And everything evolves around the best player on the team, which happens to be black. Yeah. And he dates you know, someone outside of his race. All right. I don't I, – I have seen this movie. I haven't seen it. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole. I don't remember. Oh, could, oh, is it based on something like Othello? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I seen. I seen it. I've seen a little bit of it. I yeah. seen a little bit of it. So it okay. had it had good basketball action, but okay. it had good storyline behind it too. Okay, so you gotta okay. check it out, coach. You okay. gotta check it out. I'm gonna have to actually sit and pay attention okay. to that. One. And for the. I'm really showing my age now. I think this might have been like 1985, 86. Yeah. Those of you my my age know what I'm talking about. Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox. I seen Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah. You know, he was just a normal, you know, high school student. 
But somehow he turned into Team Wolf, man, and he was getting buckets. And, and he had a lot of swag with it, too. Yeah, no, Team, Team Wolf is a legendary <laughs> one. And and the previous movie, O, is just the letter O for anybody that was going to But Team Wolf is one. Michael J. Fox got a couple of them classics oh, back in the sure. day. You know, sure. back to, all right, so we got Team Wolf. That's Team Wolf is crazy. And you know what, Coach? Maybe ask our listeners if, or maybe you can set up where somebody can maybe send in an answer of who actually played Team Wolf when he turned because mm. he was getting buckets. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll have to make that one of those little questions. We'll do it for the Who Mountain one. Okay. Uh, my next was Sunset Park. Okay. Sunset Park, what time is it? It's time to get live. And anybody who played on a high school team um, in the inner city, public school, you, you feel this movie. Because a lot of stuff that took place in this movie happened to you. Man, listen. <laughs> when Spaceman, <laughs> Terrence Howard, that was listen, listen, that was one of the wildest castings ever, too. You got you got DeAndre Bonds and you know what movies he been in, Three Strikes. <laughs> That's Stacy from uh from the Wood. And then and then you got the one, Fredro Stark. Fredro Stark. Yes, I'm trying to be in the yellow goose oh, like Fredro in Sunset man. Park, baby. Sunset Park, that's my joint. Oh, I'm with you on that one. Um, you know, that got like Mike. Okay. Which, if you know. Yeah, that is what it is. And all the kids, you know, Bow Wow. Yeah. Know, and, uh, we just talked about my man, the, the guy who adopted him at the end. Oh, uh, uh, more chestnut. chestnut. Yeah, more chestnut. Shout out to him. Yeah. You know, then I'm going to skip over this one and come back to it. I'm going to go Glory Road. Okay. Glory Road is something real significant because it was the first time um, a starting five in Division I college basketball had an all-black starting five, and they Mm -hmm. won a national championship Mm -hmm. against the mighty Kentucky Blue Devils. Yeah. Wildcats, I'm sorry. And I guess Adolph, one of the best coaches of all time. Pat Riley was on that team as well, right? He was yes. playing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a big uh, Black History Month. Even though Black it's Black History Year forever for always, it's never just a month. But that's a that's a good little t- tidbit for you guys. So Glory Road, yeah. um, and you know we finish it out with for my honorable mention Space Jam. Okay, you know we talk okay. about MJ. Okay, now. Some people are going to say I actually have this in my top 10. Mm-hmm. You know me from many years being isolated overseas. This is before the internet, y'all. <laughs> so, you know, I, I really got into movies and the acting, the substance and everything and the dialogue. And Space Jam just didn't have it. It just yeah. happened to have MJ. Yeah. And, you know, the, the other NBA players in there, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Sean Bradley, and those guys. Yeah. And it was just a you know, cool concept for the time, but it's not in my top 10. All right. We talk about Space Jam, right? LeBron coming out with that Space Jam. Not Space Jam 2, just a different name. I can't remember which one. But, but what, are you, what are you thinking? You know, if you got a betting gamble uh, in Vegas, I'm not a betting man, but if you, and I know you aren't either, but if you had to put your money somewhere, do you think Space Jam, a new legacy, is going to be better than MJ Space Jam? It's hard to top the original, mm-hmm. but it's going to be comparable mm-hmm. just because I think LeBron is a little more engaging on the screen, mm-hmm. modern technology. Yes. And I think they'll improve upon the storyline. Yes. 
Yes, I, I think so too. If we're gonna have a segment when we talk about NBA players, basketball brands, and commercials, because commercials in the when it comes to basketball, are crazy. And if you guys remember that 2008, that season where the Lakers were supposed to play the Heat in the finals, but they didn't, or they're supposed to play the with the Cavaliers, but they didn't. But Nike had been doing those puppet commercials with LeBron and Kobe all season gearing up for that. And then LeBron had his several different impersonations and stuff. Man, LeBron, I I think he gonna put something together that's gonna be different. Yes. That's gonna be real different. So I'm I'm actually betting on the Space Jam and New Generation um to be a little bit better. All right, so so let me go. Um let's go into let me see. Let's yeah, let's go into your top ten. I mean, what, what? well, let me let me go to my honorable. Yeah, let me go to my honorable mention first. <laughs> All right. Um, so E, remember, I don't have any of mine in order. So what I'm doing, I'm just sorting through the about twenty that I already have out here. Okay. All right. So first honorable mention for sure, I got like Mike. Um, I got like Mike up there, and then I have Arab there. All right. Arab Dead came out in like '96, maybe. Um, I think it's your, I think it's your man uh, Kevin Kevin Bacon. Uh, it came out in '94. It's your man Kevin Bacon, um, and he went to I think he went somewhere in Africa on, on a religious mission, and he found like a seven footer that he ended up turning mm-hmm. into a big time hooper. Um, well, that one was dope for me. So we guys go check out that uh, the Arab Dead. Um, I have, I have Uncle Drew as an honorable mention because Uncle Drew, I did not expect it to be one that funny and the storyline to be that well put together. You know, that's a newer one that just came out. But shout out to Kyrie and C-Web, Nate Rob, Lisa Leslie, and Shaq, Reggie Miller. Like that was actually a really, really, really solid movie all together for a comedy. Um, so I got, uh, and and when you go back, so I got that. Um, then I have Air Bud. All right, you know I'm I'm a lot younger than you, uh, but Air Bud when that came out, I might have been like in that. And Air Bud got a bunch of different movies, so I might have been like five or six when that came out. And Air Bud was just dope. Everybody, you got a bat. He ended up playing volleyball, soccer, and everything. But everybody started off with basketball. One of them Disney movies that was legendary. So that's my honorable mention for um, you know sentimental value. Um, and then we have, let's see, I got a lot of them over here. Um, I'm putting Space Jam as well into my uh, honorable mention. I have Sunset Park is in my honorable mention. <laughs> um, move Ethan Moose, move Space Jam out of that one for me. Yeah. I have Glory Road as well. And then I also have, I have Semi Pro. Mm. Semi pro. In your honorable mention? In my honorable yeah, mention. No, no, we're we gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. <laughs> semi since that's in coach's top ten, so he gonna get to that. So I got semi pro on my honorable mention. Um go go back to my list. 
Um, let's see. So right now, all right, and move move the one under Airbud for me and put it into my top ten. Right. So my honorable mentions are the Air up there, um, like Mike, Semi Pro, Sunset Park, Rebound, Airbud, Uncle Drew. Glory Road, Space Jam. And for this one, you you know, I hope you don't feel a way about this. The Hoosiers. Mm. So I, I, I don't have it in my top 10 because it, it's a generational difference. Big yeah, time, right? Sure, so sure. By, by the time I saw Hoosiers, I had already seen above the rim. I already, you know what I'm saying? I already seen above the thing. I, I understood it completely though. Right. After a while, I understood it completely, but it didn't connect for me as much because because the way basketball was, it was all white. It was yep. Indiana, and traditionally back in the states, you know, Indiana got that. You know, it was one of those those uh, foundational places for basketball. So so that's that's my honorable mention right there. So I got Air up there, like Mike, Semi-Pro, Sunset Park, Rebound, Hoosiers, Air Bud, Uncle Drew, Glory Road, and Space Jam. All right, let's get into that top 10 action, man. All right. Uh, again, no particular order, but I'll just start with... All right, no particular order, okay. but you got to give your number one at the end. Okay. Yeah, okay. you got to give your number one at the end. First one. He got game. He got game. Come on, man. We're talking about Denzel Washington, man. one of the greatest actors of all time. We're talking about Ray Allen, one of the best shooters of all time, in a movie that embodies what a dysfunctional family, maybe a black family, goes through in terms of Kids having to grow up a little too fast, too much responsibility, and get out, get into a better situation. And the system using their influence to try to, how can I say it, um, manipulate mm -hmm. those 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 individuals into doing something that is going to be beneficial to the yeah. system. Right, and. It, it just hit home. It just hit home because everything was pretty much to the to the tenth letter in terms of accuracy. We're talking about star player taking care of his sister. Mother mother would die tragically. Tragically, yeah. We won't father, the whole plot. Yeah. Father sent away. Thousands of schools recruiting him. Shout out to John Chaney, yeah. just passed away. Shout out to Big John, yeah. passed away uh, last year. I think Eddie Sutton was in there. Eddie, Jim Beheim, yeah. legends. Legends. You know, legends. And everybody in America is after this kid. And it's a breath of fresh air that he wasn't so consumed with just the money. Yes. But he was thinking about his future. Yes, yes. His long-term future. So it was just a great all-around movie. It was entertaining. Um, great storyline. He's just one of my top movies of all time. Soundtrack was bomb. Yeah, just, just, just a lot. You know, Rick Fox was in there. Listen, including visits were on point. Listen, everything because it's in my top ten as well, yeah. right? And you talk about 
you talk about the cast, but then you talk about Spike Lee. Right, because you got Hill Harper in there. Yes. Yeah, Hill Harper. You got Rosario, um, Rosario Dawson. Yep. Like that entire um, crew. Jim Brown was in there. Remember? Shout Jim, out to Jim, Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown had a little. Um, the, the, he was the parole officer. I didn't even parole, whatever that was that he was on. But it was so crazy, also, to depict the leeches you will have because yep. what it was is generational talent you know that's what some people bet on their kids to be when they throw them in sports early yep. instead of like allowing them to do something but they just hope that they'll turn in to be what Jesus Shuttlesworth was yep. and then you got your girlfriend you know Lala was crazy yeah, Lala was. but she was one of she was one of them girls that you see around the way especially right. for the athletes and the basketball yeah. players and Big Unk yeah Big about to get yeah. Yeah. Man. what was Unk name. <laughs> What's Unk's name? Go back to that cast for me. You know? Yeah, Uncle Legendary. Uh, Bill Nunn. Yeah. Uncle, Uncle Bubba. Yeah, he driving a Lexus. Man. How you get this Lexus, huh? Yeah. So, yes, he got a game. Shout out to Spike. Spike always tells a detailed story. And what's great about He Got Game is through the midst of the story, it's giving you basketball gems. Mm-hmm. It's all black cheese. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 when they on that uh, when they on the pier walking, he breaking it. Man, you guys gotta go watch. We might have, I, gotta, I gotta watch that <laughs> this weekend probably. But he got games in my top ten as well. Sure. What what's what's your next one? I got a rebound. Mm, we got rebound in top ten. This, I respect this. This might not be your top ten. This may be a generational difference here. Those of you that really really know basketball or you want to know basketball. You gotta think about where it all began. <laughs> the playground. Yeah. Rucker Park yeah. in New York. And this is something that all the New Yorkers, people from North Jersey, Connecticut, all hang their hat on because they know whether you were a professional, you had a nine to five, you were a high school dropout, whatever. If you can get buckets in Rucker Park, you were a legend. And this is a gentleman by the name of Earl the Goat Manigault. <laughs> and we're talking about, the legend has it that he was able to jump as high as the top of a backboard. Somebody put a dollar up there. Mm. And he jumped high enough to go up there, take the dollar, and leave change. And so that's where the legend was born. And some people say, he was more athletic than MJ. Mm, I mean, if you're doing what That's, you just said, I believe it. You know, saying a lot. And so um, it tells his story because a lot of people that, you know, know basketball have never heard of the story. Mm. Just because he's a playground legend, he doesn't, he's not on CBS. He's so, not on ESPN. So are you talking about the HBO uh, television film? Yes. Yeah, so you got we gotta clarify that because rebound for me is Martin Lawrence. Oh, the- oh, I didn't know this. came out in 1996. It was directed by Eric LaSalle and it stars um, Don Cheadle. 
So, yeah, I've never even seen that one. Yeah. So, you just, you just put me on. And for those of you that don't know who Eric Masao is, go back and watch Coming to America. He was a dude with the Jerry Curl mm. that was trying yeah. to get... Oh, um, for the, he was with uh, Sawyer from McDonald's. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You got me sold, man. <laughs> so, uh, KG was in it. Kareem was in it. They say uh, it looks like a few people with Monica Calhoun. Uh, okay, yeah. um, I'm a, I'm a, I gotta tap in. Gotta James Earl Jones was in it, so I know Forrest Whitaker too. Loretta yeah. Devine, oh, yeah. go man. Oh, okay, so so I, I'm maybe I'll have to revisit my top ten yeah. after I watch it. But all right, there you go. That's Earl Rebound, the legend of Earl the Goat. All right, so we'll get that in there. So you had me thinking you was talking about rebound, yes, rebound, sir. So yes. yeah, so the rebound is in my top. See, I don't even. It's not in my top ten, but rebound that's different. I'm talking. I thought you were talking about no, Lamar. Lamar. Stop. I was like, I was like, the OT tripping. <laughs> All right, man. All right, cool, cool. All right, so at what you got after that, man? This one is is. Man, shout out to Lawrence Fishburne, man. A young Lawrence Fishburne. Cornbread Earl and me. Y'all know when I say cornbread, y'all know we're talking about a star basketball player in the neighborhood in back in the 60s or something like that. And we're talking about just beloved by the neighborhood. And he... He's that guy that's going to go on and do great things, but something tragically happens to yeah. him. And this, this, this is one of the all-time greats. Um, and it's really come to light again just because, you know, we've had a lot of uh, social injustice that we've been protesting about over the last, you know, three or four years. And this was, there was a moment in this movie where there was abuse by police. Right. And there was, you know, there was repercussions from that yeah. but this is a movie that if you're an older guy old, older woman who loves basketball this one kind of is going to sink into your heart because you could feel every moment of this this is crazy to me because Earl Cornbread and me <laughs> this thing came out in 1975 right and, <laughs> and shout out to TV One because <laughs> when TV One first got popping you know what I'm saying no, you know you saw Good Times every night. Good Times is on there. Um, Sanford and Son was always on there, and then Jefferson, and they were good for showing these old school ones. So I, I caught Earl Cornbread and me. Um, talk about how fire of a nickname Cornbread is. Yes, because you and for those those of you, because that's a really American, a Black American thing breakdown. But Cornbread is is man, I'm. I got. I made some chili, and if I had, if I could have made some some skillet honey cornbread, honey butter cornbread to go with it. Oh yeah. my lord! Let me tell you how it goes. <laughs> cornbread is one of those things you say in terms of having dinner. You got this meal is complete. Mm-hmm. Cornbread in this particular situation, you hooping. You got a team. You got cornbread. Your team is complete. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. It's it's just something special about yes. it. Like you go put it wherever it's there. Um. So after that, what you got? I got coolie high. Coolie high. You know, I went back to bathroom, baby. I went back to bathroom. You know, we're talking about coolie high, Chicago. Yes. You know, we're talking about just another situation. Star basketball player who's 
beloved by everybody, but he got his regular homies that he grew up with. Preach. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's a lesson to be learned with this too. Sometimes you have to I just talked to one of our young group stars about this earlier today. Sometimes if you if you're going in a certain direction and your close friends aren't going in that same direction or pushing you in that direction, then sometimes you gotta separate yourself. Mm-hmm. And this was a situation where preach um and those guys needed to separate themselves from certain people. And in most cases, the person with the most to lose lost. Yeah. And this was a situation where it did turn it did turn some people's lives around, but at what cost? Yeah. And so this this also is for the old heads and it hits home to me because we all know somebody yeah. that tragically, you know, didn't get a chance to live their life. You yeah. know, and they had so much potential. So so yeah, so Cornbread early me and Cooley High, man, right there back to back. Like, yeah. you know, these are real life basketball situations, you know, in certain communities. Yeah, that's real. And like I said, shout out to TV One, because I saw Cooley High too. It was crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. All right, what you got next? White men can't jump. Man. We talking about Wesley Snipes and probably you- at one time the best black action hero ever. Yeah. And then we talk about Woody Harrelson. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you talk about two and, um, and, and Rosie. And Rosie. Rosie. You know, if you were, yeah. you know, if you were Hispanic or African American, you know, Rosie was on your head list. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, yeah. and I'm glad you picked this out the other day. And Kadeem. Kadeem Hardison, too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. junior, it's junior. Yeah, and Dwayne Martin was in there for a quick. Dwayne Martin, quick but you gotta talk about which yeah. is Marquise, Mark, Marcus, Marcus, Marquise Johnson. So he just shout out to him. He just had a birthday last week. Still dunking, That's high flyer. But if you guys remember the scene when OG lost and he had to go to the car and get his gun and throw the mask on, that was NBA legend <laughs> Marquise Johnson. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. You played, you you did the damn thing, OG. <laughs> you did that. I was like, man, that that gave me even more like, yo, white man can't jump. That's even higher on the bar. Yeah. It, and then it's, a, it's so many lessons to be learned in this movie. Yeah. One, Harrison, take care of home first. First. Because she's always with you. First. Second, Wesley Snipes was your enemy, became your friend, your teammate, and told you, man, stop playing with your money. Yo. <laughs> so, like, you know, oh, let's not forget, man, what was Wesley Snipes' wife's name? Oh, yeah, I she, got it. Her name was Rhonda. Man, Rhonda. Tyra Furrow. She was gangster. Rhonda is gangster in every movie she plays in. Yeah. So, she don't play no games. You know, that was, you know, White Men Can't Jump was a good movie, man. Then, was that, who, who directed? Okay. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, it, I thought, uh, I think Ron Shelton directed that. But yeah, man. Next up, Coach Carter. Yeah. And you yeah that, that's you right there. That's you and Coach Thomas right there. We talking about Samuel L. Jackson. That man. The man that never sleeps. <laughs> this man didn't start acting until late in his career. I mean, late in his, you know, his later years um, after battling drug addiction. Mm-hmm. So shout out to him. 
but getting his life together now, we you can't turn on television without seeing him. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of again a public school, a true story at that true story, a public school that had lost its way. Players were running the program. Yo, it sounded a lot like TC. <laughs> Family and community influencing moves that are being made within the school and the program. <clears throat> TC Williams. And a gentleman who has gone on with his life and he was a star player there, but is a good role model and being asked to come back by people in the community and the school who really care about the kids and him coming back with under the assumption that it's either my way or the highway word and that's coach Ivan Thomas Mm -hmm. leaving Edison High School to come to rival T.C. Williams in Alexandria Virginia but I'm only coming shout out to Terry uh, Donnelly Mm -hmm. athletic director at the time for saying Coach, it's your show. Yeah. And Coach Thomas, just like Coach Carter, came in with his philosophy, fought hard to change the, the culture, and had instant results. Man. And affected people in a positive manner for the rest of their lives. Right. What, what's your favorite moment from, from Coach Carter? <laughs> My favorite moment, probably when he locked them out of the gym. Yeah, of course, of course. No work in the classroom, no work on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my favorite moment was at the party. (laughs) (laughs) We we just having some fun. But but then when when Timo came out with the poem, our deepest fear is not that we are an adequate coach. (laughs) But he broke that down. He was like, oh, these kids getting it together. Yeah. They picking it up. Yeah, Yeah. I had a TMI on that one, too. Yeah, that's heavy, man. So yeah. that's a big time one. But that's that's in my top ten as well though. Okay. Yeah. Semi pro? Semi pro. It's in your top ten. Okay. I got to, man. We're talking okay. about Andre three thousand. Yes, shout out to Drake. Man, we're talking about Will Farrell. Will Farrell. Come man. on, man. We're talking about what's from the D Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I think Woody was in this too, wasn't he? Woody House. Man, Woody House is in this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Man, we talking about an all-star cast. Yeah, you know, wow. Michigan. And those of you that know of D. Ray Davis, for those of you that know playing in minor league basketball in the United States, a city like Flint, Michigan is one of the spots you would be in. Yes. Cold all the time. You know, it's dark, dreary, and they love hoops. And those fans are crazy. And a lot of those things that went on there I've seen actually happen. I didn't see the part where you were fighting a bear, but mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of the other stuff. And, um, you know, it was funny. It, a lot of lessons to be learned there. We talked a lot about basketball and the business of the game. Yeah. The business of the game. And so I got to have them in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's similar to what the business of it is like now, too. Um, you know, we're we going to take a, a quick intermission but hold on not no intermission we just slow up coach throwing me off a little bit if you if you guys knew what i was dealing with on the other side y'all would go crazy i can't even believe he put semi-pro in the, in the midst of this um semi-pro is wild you know coach gotta tell you some of those 
tell me you guys some of those stories of him when he had to uh when he was coaching in Canada. He was coaching in Canada and he was telling me how they would drive him out on a court in a car, whatever the car sponsor was. And I think it was a purple PT cruiser or something. They're driving out on the car when they introducing the teams. So, you know, that gave me some real semi-pro vibes there. So I get why you locked in on that one, man. That's funny. Man, well, let me just say this. Let, let me get it straight. We <laughs> were sponsored by Ford. Oh, all so, right. They would drive me out in the car before the game. And they started out driving me like in Mustangs, muscle cars. I'm 6'6. Six, six. You know, yeah. I can't get that joint. Yeah, he's rolling out of this. So I finally, I finally got him to, you know, I convinced him to have like the big SUVs, even the Expedition, the big F 150s and stuff like that. So we yeah. cleaned it up a little bit. But the, the semi pro vibes that really got me were some of the names. <laughs> Let me give you guys some of the names because if I don't give them to you, Coach Ryan is going to call me out and make fun of me. So yeah. I'm not going to go ahead and give it up. For sure. I played for a team in Minnesota called the Rochester Skeeters. <laughs> so a Skeeter is a mosquito. Is that what it yeah, is? It's a mosquito. <laughs> so, so our team then had a big mosquito on the side of it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was a, Looking like exterminators. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I played for... A team in Minot, North Dakota. Shout out to Minot. They showed us a lot of love. Bob Spawn, one of the greatest semi-pro coaches of all time. We were called the Magic City Snow Bears. Magic, Magic City. Magic City. And let me say this, man. What, yo, listen. What is in North Dakota? Snow. Yo, what Magic snow. City Snow Bears? And, and man, the good people. Good people love basketball. Yeah, I bet. Appreciate basketball. And um, I'll never forget we're going through the play calls and things like that. And coach said, when I ball my fist up, we're going to go into our trap, our half-court trap. So what's what's the call? Coach, we, well, we can't see you. He said, we're going to call it snow bears. I said, we can't call it snow bears, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, we grown men, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? We out there, we said snow bears. But that's not even. Yeah, that's cute. That's, yeah, it's cute, man. <laughs> So use it, North Dakota. I'm still stuck on that magic. What what the hell is Magic City in North Dakota? There's only one Magic City. Yeah, we can't talk about Magic City. Um, shout out to Atlantic City Seagulls. Seagulls. USBL man. Um, that's fitting though. Atlantic City Seagulls. It's ugly. Yeah, it's lovely. Um, I played for, shout out to Ian McCarthy. I played for the Boston Frenzy where I was a player coach one okay. year. Frenzy. And then I played for Ian again in Canada for the St. John Mill Rats. Now that's nasty. St. <laughs> <laughs> John Mill Rats. Disgusting, yeah, man. man. Mill Rats. Hey. So, so semi-pro topics and all those. Yeah, yeah, man, listen. It hit home. I hit home. That's that's dope. That's what we say. Basketball do something different to you, yeah. man. What what's what's what you got left? What you gave us about six so far? Yeah, we got three more. Okay. I got Hoosiers. Okay. Um Yes. What's with Gene Hackman? Mm-hmm. Legendary actor. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, Hoosiers is loosely based on a gentleman from the state of Indiana, which is, as Coach Ryan said, Indiana's big for basketball. We're talking the entire state is big where there aren't classifications. If your school only has 300 kids and you're considered a high school, 
you could if you make it that far to the state championship game, you could potentially play a team, a school that has three thousand students. Ooh. So it's one one winner. There ain't no classifications. And so there was a guy by the name of Damon Bailey, mm-hmm. one of the most highly recruited players ever in the United States. So much that he had to have a security team to prevent people from stealing parts of his lawn as souvenirs. Oh, snap. Let's, don't even, don't even, don't get too deep in that. Okay, okay. We're, we're going to have some stuff. That's, that's an interesting story right there. So we got Hoosiers, you got your last two. I got um, Hoop Dreams. Mm. Hoop Dreams, man. Chicago basketball. Man, that's, that's one of them ones. Right? Hoop Dreams, first of all, is long as hell. It's, yeah, it's super long. But you, you get through all of it because it's just one of the realest. Yeah. It's one it's in my top ten as well. Yeah. It's one yeah. of the realest. And it came out in ninety four. Yeah. And you know, I was born in ninety two, so I didn't see it until later on. Yeah. But man. Yeah, it's you know, shout out to Enoch Davis, Gerald Eber. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Gerald was actually in it. And, you know, these guys, you know, it tells the stories of two promising high school basketball players. One takes a different direction. One takes another path. And, um, you know, as Coach Ron says, it's, very, it's, it's extremely long, but it's engaging each, you know, each minute of it. And um, it's something I think that all true hoopers should watch and, um, and learn something from it. Yeah. Um, no, do we? My last one is blue chips. That's your number one. No, it's not my number one, man. Right, I, right, I got right. it, you know. All right, all right. Blue chips. Yes. Blue chips. Blue chips. Shaq. Penny. Penny Hardaway. Yes. Nick Nolte. Yes. You know. Um, yeah. It's just the. Let's get away from the actors and let's talk about the actual story. Storyline is college coaching. Has a lot of cheating involved, and it's and it's cheating based on some rules that are that are really um, archaic, archaic, and don't really make much sense, right? right? So you know the idea of cheating is something that's dishonorable and all those other things. But if you watch what was going on, he wasn't cheating to get an extra edge or whatever. But it was like kids had to make decisions, big time decisions, and for their family, yeah, for their family, and it was like they're. Tough situation. Yes. So, how, what can I do to help them? Right, right. Yeah. What can I do to help them and and help me keep my job and my 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 coaching staff keep their job? What's it called? Quid quo pro. Yep. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Yep. You know something there. That's in my top ten as well. Yep. All right, but all right. After you go through, I'm, I'm going go through my top ten. Then I'm gonna give my number one okay. of all time. All right. Okay. All right. My top ten, and we got a bunch of the same. Right. I got he got game. Mm-hmm. I got hoop dreams. I got blue. I got blue chips. I got Coach Carter. I got white man can't jump. And then for my next five or so, this is when a generational difference comes in, right? Through the fire. I've never seen it. Okay, that's the through so the I fire. I watch it. Um, that's the that's the documentary on. Um, Coney Island's kid Sebastian oh, Sebastian Telfer okay. yeah that's one of those I came out like 05 mm-hmm. and you know at that time that's when you got to see you know everything going on you got to really hear a little bit about how he was shaking it. and at that time Sebastian was looking a lot how uh, 
Ray Allen was looking and, G, and he got a game. You know what I'm saying? Cameras is around. He flashy. He killing it. You know, you don't know if he's going to Louisville or if he's going to the league. And you kind of get to see behind the scenes of that. They playing in the garden. You know what I'm saying? Just It's just a whole different vibe for that. Yeah. So that was one that you see. I have seen some of that. Yeah. yeah, it gets you hype on that one. So through the fire, um, more than a game. I, as soon as you said through the fire, I said, I forgot the yeah. run joint. Yes, that should be in my top ten. It's heavy. It's yeah. heavy. So I got more than a game. Um, and and I, I hesitated because I wanted to put Benji up there, but Benji was more like an ESPN special. You know, it wasn't one of those movies where you can get in, but they get in there. Um, and since we're talking about documentaries, Lenny Cook has a documentary yep. that I saw, and it was crazy. It was just crazy to see the the difference in, in how his life went from, you know, being rated above Brian Mello and everybody and him being their OG to yeah. the end of that. Like, he had one of the saddest moments ever. Where he ended up at, that wasn't too far from where my, my moms grew up at. Like, well, 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 that's what I was going to say. It is home for you. Yeah. Because, you know, your family's from Virginia and that's yeah. where he lives now. And he doesn't live in Northern Virginia he or the Hampton Roads. He lives deep. He lives in yeah, the crevices. <laughs> you know, the crevices. Yeah, the crevices. it was it was tough to see some scenes in there, like when it was his birthday, and they would. You know, ah, it was tough, but and that's not in my top ten. It'd be more of an honorable mention, but yep. I got um, more than a game, um, I, and uh, but after and through the fire. After that, I got the six men. Oh, right, my God. the six men top five for me, be top ten for me. Um, Man, this is a good movie. Come it's on, man. You're not going to put your man in there, then. Nah, I ain't going to do that one. I ain't going to do that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Marlon and them got into it. Six Man was dope. And, and mainly because of, you know, that camaraderie between brothers, you know. And, and then the, the concept of a six man. We talked about fans and everything else. Sometimes it really feels like it. That that six man is, your, is the fans over there. But I, it was also just funny for me. <laughs> it was just funny. Um, and then from there, we're going to go above the rim. Mm, how did I forget? Ab- above the rim. Hey, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> we got Murray in there. Not so. Jack and Tutton, see, y'all hear that? Not so. <laughs> Starting a business, you can see you get sometimes, you get too wrapped up in your work. How can I forget above the rim? And part of my nickname has Pac in it. Pac, you got Dupac, right? You got Dwayne Martin, you got Bernie Mac, you got Wood Harris, you got Leon and Shep. You know what I'm saying? You got you got a heavy crew. Just you got you had Pee Wee Kirkland in there popping out with the OG. And Dwayne Martin was really hooping, because he can hoop. Like John Thompson popped up in there as well. So yeah, above the rim is in there for me. And then I got love in basketball. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got I got to put love and basketball in there. Um, that's just what it's you know. Quincy McCall and them. Yeah, Sinai's is different. That whole space and it's interesting too because I didn't really understand that overseas basketball life as much as I do now. Right. So seeing it now and then you know reflecting back on a movie and as a woman she went overseas before she went to the league. Yeah. Right, and she she was Mrs. McCall, right? But uh, love and basketball is there for me. So my top ten is just to give you a full on. He got game, hoop dreams, blue uh, blue chips, Coach Carter, white man can't jump, 
through the fire, above the rim, loving basketball, six man, and more than the game. What's your number one? My number one. I'm probably going to say Coach Carter. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. I figured that. For, yeah. for me, um, it's a tough one, but I'm going my number one. He got game. He got game. I'm not mad at you. Yeah. That, I'm not mad at you. That I just, I just felt that, you know. I just, I just felt that. And it gave me something to look forward to, right? Because I was looking at the college visits and all those other things. And I was like, yo, how is this going to go? So, yeah, that's that's my top ten for that. So, again, uh, we'll probably share top tens again this week on our Instagram so you guys can reflect in on that. Um, for our young listeners, we'll share a top ten for you <laughs> on the Hoop Mountain Instagram page. Um, but, yeah, get into the culture a little bit. Um, but we, we talk about movies. Um, that leads us into the things we miss about hooping. Right. Like what are those I, I saw this week, um, you know, social media keep us in touch with people, even from afar. Um, I saw one of my young boys who looks like he's been pretty successful out there doing this thing. Um, TJ Huggins, TJ, um, he played at TC for you. He was a fine player for you as well. Yep. Um, he was my senior year. He might have been like a freshman, sophomore playing varsity. Um, and he was on the squad. But I saw him tweet. Man, I miss those open gyms and summer workouts at TC. And, you know, and just thinking of it, we talked about how, uh, you know, certain things as a as a youngin in college and in high school, when you don't have many worries, it puts you in a different space. Like we, it's a meme that goes around and talk about whenever we go on a, a, a school field trip, we always say um, the air is different outside. Yeah, that that the, the air is different outside. The, the grass is different, and you know, the, the, it's a little foggy in the morning. <laughs> you know, the dew is over there, right? Like, you know, it's just a different. Same thing. You know, you kind of remember the smells, the feels of those summer workouts, being in the hot gym, being outside. Like when he mentioned it, I was like, man, that's one of the things I miss too about hooping. Yeah, and that's what we are trying to create here on our Saturdays mm-hmm. after we work. Um, you know, people probably didn't. The older guys, like Glenn and those guys, when they came back when you guys were still playing, they kind of understood that that was a um, a place where it was a refuge mm-hmm. where you guys could come. Um, and coaches, too. Because you notice, like, the coaches who I was friends with would come play, too. Hey, Jeremy, hey, I hope you're listening to this because I, I remember we had to retire you. You had to hang them things up after a while. He's like, ah, my legs ain't moving like that no more. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Yeah, Coach Marshall from West, uh, West Springfield High School. But, you know, it was a place where everybody, no matter where you were from, what high school you played for, what part of the DMV you were from, you can come and just play for three or four hours. You know, and and enjoy the camaraderie of every of everybody else being there, being a safe space because you know we didn't let any craziness go down, and you know just forget about the the nuances and stress of the world. Yeah, and those workouts was real too. We we got it in. But what what are those some those things as a player that you miss about about hooping and not just hooping like because we we play, 
But you know it's different with our team. That was a, it was a, it was a routine though. Yeah, it was a routine. You know, yeah. no matter if you had a late dinner the night before. For me, for you guys, it might have been night, late night. After, you know what? I was um, stu- I was studying. You know, <laughs> but it was a it was a moment. No matter how tired you were or stressed you were, you looked forward to it. It was a chance to compete. I missed that. I miss the ribbing each other. Mm. You know, if you lose, you know you got to hear it. You win, you know you got to give it. And that would only motivate everybody to come back stronger the next week. Yeah. And so that just, we, we built a, an environment where not only were people competing, people were getting better. Yeah. People were pushing each other. And you know what you guys did? Even though you guys were competing against each other during the season, you guys supported each other. Yeah. You know, the one thing I miss about this hooping period, like consistently, talk about the routine, but I, I miss that feeling of being in my flow. Yeah. You know, you know, like like right now, I'll be like, yo, if I get, if I just had two weeks of some consistent workout stuff, like m- my rhythm will be there. Yeah. And like being in rhythm and being where everything's sharp, tactical, you can go out there and work on what you've been practicing and training on. Like I miss that feeling. Cause when you when you when you putting up them thousand makes or whatever it is you're doing, you doing all them ball handling drills, it feels good when you can come in and, and you know, you pulling up off summer league, you pulling up tray balls from right over half court talking trash because you in your rhythm. Like, I miss that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can still get to it the way I need to get to it here. But now it's like you go right to your spots. You know, you got to get to that bed post, that, that elbow action and all those things. But I miss being in the, in the flow of things, yeah. being in that rhythm, you know? That's a, that's a whole different step. You know, we're we going to try to get back into that. For sure. You know, yeah. for me... That that was a, a case of being in a situation where I know I, I know I can no longer play. Yeah. But I'm still out here with the fellas. Yes. And so that keep, keeps you young, you know, keeps you going, keeps you energetic. And plus, now it's time for me to eat certain things. Yeah. I can, I'm, I can justify it. I burn you know those calories. Yeah. I can justify it. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, let's just face it, it's the, it's the best exercise you can have. Yes, that, yeah, it's, You know, it it's is. better than being on the elliptical. You know, I get on there, but I hate it. Yeah. Better than getting on the treadmill, better than getting on the recumbent bike. We yeah. talk about your playing. Yes, for sure. And, and like you talk about that interaction with your, with your boys. And that's that locker room talk. That <laughs> that stuff is just, you know, it's unmatched, you know, and, and then you can be in that space. You, with like minds, right? And the dope thing about basketball is when you're playing on a court or you're a part of a team, it's so many different personalities that you're around. Yep. And you kind of learn how to, you know, interact with those things that you would never see before. And you get to see different spaces. It's crazy the type of conversations you have with your teammates over basketball or, you know, in the locker room at that game. You're like, yo, you into that? Yep. <laughs> you peep that? You like that? So yeah, man, that's that's some that's some dope stuff there. But you know, we um we're gonna wrap it up there. That's a good moment. We're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do something to see what people think of that that our, our top ten basketball you know movies and everything. We're gonna see what people think of that. Um, check it out. See if we can get some callbacks from that. But you know how we wrap it up. You know, post game wrap up. 
Let's see what you what you got for me, Rick Dog. Well, I want to do a combination um, of something involving Black History Month too. Yes, you yes. don't mind. Um, the one thing is, I, I want to talk about watching basketball. I don't think we have enough people that say they want to play basketball in our immediate environment. I don't think they watch enough. And I'm not saying you always have your favorite players you watch, but you got to watch everything. You got to watch the good and the bad. And that way you have an idea of what not to do and what to do and how it relates to your game. And to, you know, our listeners out there, especially our young hoop stars that's with Hoop Mountain, uh, Dubai, you know, get into the habit of watching games. And it doesn't have to be the most, you know, uh, traditional powerhouses, whatever. Just be a fan of the game where you're always learning and, and evolving. And, and one thing in regards to uh, Black History Month, I want everybody to know that this is the first time in history that Harvard has an all-black starting five. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it just happened. So I think, and you know, it's not getting a lot of fanfare because one, college basketball isn't getting the prime time um, exposure it normally does because of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of games are being canceled, things like that. But that's something that you know we as a black community need to be proud of because yeah. it's an Ivy League institution, and. We all know what uh, some of the perceptions are of African-Americans being in some of those institutions where you have five student athletes. And for those of you, no matter what your race is or ethnicity, you got to understand that being a student athlete at the college level is extremely demanding. And then you put on top of it, you're in an Ivy League school. So we got to take our hats off to those young men and um, the families that they came from, the friends that they have around them, the coaches they have to have with them, the school, the program that has supported them. Yeah. And it is a group effort, and let's let's wish them the best of luck. Yes, yes, yes. I, that's dope. I didn't even know that. So thank you. We got um, one of our guys, C-Web, played there. Yeah, um, Christian Webster. Yeah, shout out to him. So. You know, so with with that being said, what's your what's your wrap up? I, man, I, that was yeah, it. your one liner. My one liner. Watch basketball. There it is. Watch basketball. There it is. There it is. Um, for me, I don't I don't have I don't have much to follow. That you killed it. You killed it. Uh, I will say that um, this is a time where we are you know feeling a a shift. You know, we're heading into a completely different um, realm of life, consciously, unconsciously, um, as people, period. So when we when Coach talks about watching basketball and everything else, um, I, I just add to that, just watch, period. You know, pay attention, see. I, I just recently went and saw Soul. Um, and Soul, you know, I'm not here to promote nothing crazy or anything like that, but Soul was eye-opening. Again, you know, and I'm one of those deep thinking guys. So, so, so it was dope because it reminded you that you just needed to appreciate the little things. You know, every day, yeah, every day you wake up isn't about you trying to find your purpose. 
But you trying to figure out, you know, how can I do this or how can I do that? Just appreciate the fact that you're here and enjoy it, you know, because it's just, you're not here. You're not put on earth. Your time here is not, um, you know, going to equate or be only about what you can do, how much money you can make, how many houses you can own. That's not what it's going to be about because you're going to leave without any of that stuff. So appreciate the little things, that sunset, that sunrise, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, that time to get to, yeah, some good music is sitting and chilling, some good conversation. So, you know, watch that, um, you know, because we, we have other things to tend to. So that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, I got a new saying, and I'm going to say it in every podcast. Keep it simple, keep it real, and keep going. That's it for episode. 